stand as a witness. How can Alexa be on stand as a witness? I don't understand that. Apparently, the way I understand it is a lady was raped and maybe murdered, maybe not murdered, I'm not sure. Um, and Alexa was recording. I mean, those things record all the time, from what I understand. Is that right? Um, I've never heard that, so, like, it can, it's hearing my... Well, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. But yeah. I thought there was a trigger word. Like, you had to say Alexa or... But it's Google. still got to be listening for that, right? I never thought of that. That's a good point. Those things are always listening. So, anyway, somebody got raped or murdered, and Alexa was in the room and she's actually going on the stand as a witness because she's AI and has the ability to learn a little bit so she's technically not you're you are blowing my mind right now <laughs> I gotta be honest I got this information from somebody else I did not physically read it on the internet I, I don't think that either one of us is a viable source for this, no. but that's okay because I'm interested in this. So you're telling me that they're pulling Alexa on the stand as like a witness to a murder, or a rape, a rape, sorry. Rape or murder. So we're, we're, not, even sure. we're not even <laughs> sure, sure what the offense is, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I mean, I guess that doesn't, that's not relevant. The point is, is that... The point is... Yeah, but I didn't realize it had AI. Like I didn't have understand. I don't understand. It has a potential to learn. Man, I'm gonna look so stupid in front of hopefully a bunch of people if none of this information is correct. I think you're only gonna look stupid in front of the two of us, honestly, <laughs> and probably any of our relatives that feel obligated to listen to this nonsense. Well, I'm sure, surely, and we were actually talking about this too. Surely those things are recording all the time. Yeah, I mean, they they must you're be. right, they have to. And it's got to be able to be regurgitated somehow. Like, So, I mean... They could fetch the information from it, or the recordings, and play it back. It has to be. So there is a mute button on them, so that like a mute the mic button, so that they can't hear you all the time. Yeah. So, Do you think that even works? I was about to say... Yeah, I don't know. Can you unmute her by saying unmute? Because if that's the case, then the microphone's not. <laughs> no, like, I, well, on Alexa, like, I have to press the mic mute button. Like, there's a button I press. And then that way, like, my kids can't just be like, Alexa, play Paw Patrol. Because yeah. that's what happens if I don't. Right. Or Alexa, play Maddie B. Or freaking JoJo Siwa. Okay. Do well, you know who any of those people no, are? No, but I do know Baby Shark, and I was expecting that was the next one. You're so out of the loop. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you know what? Thankfully, right now. <laughs> yes. So I took uh, I took Ellie to that dance last night, and it was really weird because they played some songs that I mean I figured most kids would know. You know, I mean like the theme from Frozen or the Let It Go song from Frozen. How old is she again? She's five. She's five. And they get they start playing that Baby Shark song, and not only did all the kids know. All the parents knew, of course. And they knew all the movements. Like, there's a dance to it. I didn't even know there was a dance to it. My daughter knew the whole thing. 
we watched, remember I showed you the YouTube video? Of that little, you were, well, I mean, you showed me the YouTube video, but what we were really concerned about is how many views that video had. That's what I was about to say. You were more focused on the fact that it had 2.2 at that time. Billion. Billion. And no, remember, we, we watched it, and in the time of the three minutes that you and I spent watching that video, it went up by over... What was it like? It was like fifteen hundred. Yeah, fifteen fifteen hundred in three yeah. minutes. Fifteen hundred yeah. views. I mean, like, how do you, which how is, do you get that far? Which that's got to be the move if you're trying to monetize anything on YouTube. It's got to be to make something a child would want to see because they want to see it over and over and over and over. That's true. I mean, I don't find myself watching the same things over and over again. Yes. I mean, I will. Like, I'll watch something funny again a couple right. times. Well, I think you've got a better chance. Rather than having a billion different people, you know, watch something that's funny or repeat watch it a couple of times, it'd probably be easier to get, you know, 500 million kids and parents to watch it two times, right? Or yeah, a, I mean, I could definitely see Or a, that. a million, okay, my math is about to be exposed right now. I mean, we're just making it up. Yeah, the math like, a million so. kids to watch it, you know, however many times it would take to be a billion you you don't you can target that smaller group, but they watch it so many times because they get obsessed with things that it makes up for the rest of the adult population not watching Baby Shark. Well, but then the adult population does watch it, or else they wouldn't know. I mean, you even know what the words to that song are, and you have no reason to have ever watched that video. You have zero children. Yeah, you know how I heard somebody talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I've got to see what has 2.2 billion views. It's That's one of the crazy. most viewed YouTube videos in the whole world. Can you imagine how much money they've made off of that stupid song? Because, I mean, there's t-shirts now, there's, there's like, toys for it, there's all sorts of merchandise, there's, there's remixes of the song, which I'm sure, I mean, you remix that song and you make money off of it, then the people that made the song have to make money off of it, Yeah, too. exactly. And it's just like these two kids in the video, and their dad probably wrote the song. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey kids, won't this be fun? Be in this video. Yeah. A lot of bad things have started that way too. But yeah. Now we're, yeah. Nope. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, be in this video, and now we're all millionaires. Or he is, or whoever created it. Could have been a woman. I'm not suggesting just a man create something like that. I mean, I am. I'm saying men are the only ones that created it. Well, that's a whole different problem. <laughs> so, I mean, but there's a ton of YouTube stuff like that. Like, not, I mean, not to that extent. Like, yeah. that's crazy. That's a crazy number of views. But, like, there's these two twins on YouTube that my kids have watched for probably four years now. And they're called the Dobre Brothers. And it's just, it's just these two twins in, like, the New, New Jersey, New York area. I don't know. They're somewhere in that direction. And they just became, like, uber popular just for being, like, I mean, kind of funny, I guess. But their videos are not entertaining. Well, what is, like, the format? Are they just sitting together side to side, like, talking? or are they No, I mean, like, stuff? they do, like, challenges, and they're, they're fairly athletic. They, their whole thing is, like, they can do backflips and stuff. That's what, I mean, but that's it. It's not like they're doing crazy gymnastics. Yeah, things. yeah. I mean, they can do a battle. Yeah. You know, and their brother, one of their brothers is pretty, gym, he's a pretty good gymnast. He he was like a college gymnast, like oh, made it yeah. on the Olympic team. 
Like, I mean, and their family's like that. Their mom competed in the Olympics and stuff. So, I mean, that part's interesting, but that's not even what their stuff's about. No, yeah, and that's probably not what Ellie is so wrapped up in, the fact that they're... I know, well, I, that's what I can't figure out. It's like, they're not doing anything that should be interesting to a five-year-old. Right. But they drive, like, really nice cars. Like, they have multiple Lamborghinis and what? Porsche How 911s. Well, that's like... You. Yeah, well, that's like Logan Paul. Familiar with that guy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Su- suicide forest guy. Yeah, you know I Didn't watched get a good rap from that. I watched that video, and initially, yes, what he was doing was inappropriate. But he walked up on something terrible, and he immediately reverts to the fact that it is terrible. Like he's not like making fun of a dead body. Right. He's just like, holy crap, this is awful. He was yeah. like, this was funny, and I thought this whole video was going to be funny. But this is pretty terrible, and it didn't become real to me until I saw that, and yeah. I apologize. Now, I I think he caught way too much for that. Like I agree. Firstly, the situation he's in is absurd. He's how old? Like twenty one or twenty two? Yeah, he's probably something. close to your age. Yeah, my age, so I'm twenty four, but maybe younger, maybe twenty three. Whatever, whatever he is, to have millions of people like following you and looking at your how you react to things and expecting you to put content out like that's an absurd situation to be in in the first place yeah he's, he's got all this pressure to be creative and and sure i mean he is creative i think he's actually think a lot of the stuff i've seen him do is pretty pretty funny it's pretty entertaining yeah i mean I he's mean, definitely got a good sense of humor and he's taken full advantage of what no, the YouTube American Dream is. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he was the former. He was American like one of the uh, one of the founders of this whole thing, of yeah. this whole movement of making money off of this. He was a he was one of those Vine people, and he got he really a Vine big. Person? Yeah, yeah, he was a Viner really? or whatever you call it, like Chris D'Elia. Yes, yeah, and he started getting views there, and then um, that kind of started sliding off, and then he found YouTube, and he just he hit it, and he figured out what people wanted to watch, and he just kept doing it. And that's crazy, like, yeah. to think that he caught on that quick to that fact that he could make this a career. It's got to be, like, a confidence thing. Yeah, like, it's just, like it's just being able to be on camera and, like, act normal, for one, is a pretty pretty difficult thing to do. I agree. And, I mean, if you can be confident enough to find some humor in some things, like, that's kind of entertaining to watch. Yeah, Did you and- hear did you hear about uh, when he got into an argument online with Chris D'Elia? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, basically, they started getting going back. Chris D'Elia roasted him for the... For the suicide For the suicide thing, thing. <laughs> And he basically told Chris, Chris D'Elia, I don't even know who you are, yada, yada, yada. And then Chris D'Elia responded. And um, then Logan Paul said something about Chris D'Elia's career dying with Vine. And then Chris D'Elia's response to him was, well, at least we know you'll show it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Something along clever. those lines, yeah. But, I mean, that, that tweet alone got, like, an absurd amount. It got, like, a million retweets. Which is uh, good. That alone is crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, I wish I were creative enough to put something on YouTube and just be, well, even confident enough yeah, that yeah. people would watch Start it. There I mean, I us. have videos on YouTube. And I think, like, the max number of views I've ever gotten is, like, 
a hundred. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you, I don't know what the limit for monetization is on YouTube, but it's definitely not a hundred because nobody gave me any money. <laughs> nobody wrote me a check for yeah. my Halloween vlog with my family. And I thought it was pretty good. But so uh, shout out Halloween vlog. Yes. Yeah. Have you never seen it? No, I haven't. Exactly. That's why I'm not making money off of it because of people like me. And you and I are friends, sir. <laughs> you still I never still seen it. I've not seen it. There's a video of my kids that I haven't put on YouTube. That's actually on Facebook has like 2,000 views or more, and it's like just ridiculous. Like it's my kids complaining about how much they hate frozen pizza. My they they wanted like Potter's Pizza, which Potter's is this pizza place here that's awesome. I don't know if you've ever been there. But yeah. It's pretty good. Is it? I didn't like it. Well, you're wrong, but that's okay. You can be wrong. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so they wanted that, and I wasn't even there that day. I was at uh, I was at work or something. And so they're, they're asking for that, and my wife tells them, no, we have frozen pizza. And, like, my daughter threatens to leave the family. <laughs> my son tries to leave, and my wife's like, how are you going to leave? You don't even have a car. And he's like, I'll call a taxi. And I'm like, how does he even know what a taxi is? And, like, it goes on and on, like, how they're leaving our family over frozen pizza. I'm 24, and I barely know what a taxi is. I'm surprised yeah, he's going to get an Uber. He calls for a lift. downloads the app. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, that, that video got a, I mean, two, I think it was close to 2,000 views on Facebook. Yeah. Which, I mean, for, you know, the general human being, that's, that's not bad. That's a no. pretty good number of of views. My, my kids are pretty funny, uh, unintentionally most of the time, but they're yeah. pretty funny. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, like, that's, that's kind of what YouTube's like. It's just like, you know, you could throw something up there. You have no idea if anybody's going to like it. And then all of a sudden here it is, everybody's watching it. It's huge. I mean, cause, and that's the kind of confidence it takes is just to put yourself out there. Right. Well, I mean, look at Justin Bieber. Yeah. True. He started I never, he I might even think of it first. Yeah, he was definitely one of the first, like, musicians to start yeah. there and turn into something. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, the, wor the world's so full of haters, it's insane. Like, if you were to, if anybody were to show those original videos of him to other people and they would have never caught on, uh, it, I don't know, I feel like he would just, would have just gotten a lot, of, I mean, maybe not, maybe that's not fair to say, because I don't. I don't even know if I saw the original videos and whether they were good or not. But uh, I don't know that I've seen the original videos I don't videos know that either. I've seen them either. My point was going to be that they probably hate on the fact that, you know, there's this kid singing shirtless to the computer. But little do they is, know, he's now a billionaire. Is he shirtless yeah, in his original videos? Well, he posted he a like bunch 11, of them, wasn't he? Yeah. That's inappropriate. You know, I, I guess I might be wrong. I don't know. We'll have to watch it for sure. Because I'm kind of, I mean, I just this just sounds awful. Uh, I'm talking about how much I really want to watch the shirtless Justin Bieber videos. But, but anyways, I mean, you're right. Like, he was uh, he was just this little kid making YouTube videos. Yeah, like, himself no, no equipment. He was just standing in front of a computer with a webcam, and he was just singing. And, you know, and and like honestly, I don't like Justin Bieber just because of his attitude. But he's talented. I mean, he's, oh, not, he's, he's not terrible He's at all. extremely talented, but hold on. Why don't we talk about that as a, 
ultimate success story. Like Justin Bieber is the ultimate success? He became known worldwide at the age of like 13. And now he's married, which... Who's he married to again? I keep that, forgetting. That model, I don't remember her name. <laughs> I saw a picture of him with her and I have no idea who she is. Yeah, but how... His his wild period never really got that bad. Like, what did he do? He spray-painted something and threw a couple of eggs, but... He out- spit on his fans and stuff and, like, peed in a bucket and threw it on him. Okay, that last part... I mean, Where did I you could, get that from? I swear I've heard that. Have you never heard that? No, I've never heard that. Okay, well, Justin Bieber, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how... It doesn't seem like it got that bad. Like, he, he hasn't gone off the rails with drugs. I mean, he, oh, yeah. He, he hasn't had any, like... He hasn't had any, uh, like, domestic abuse, anything crazy like that. Like, I mean, you have, like, a couple, like, drunken public types. Yeah, but I mean... But, I mean, there's that's the general that, public. Yeah, and that's stuff general. Like, that. like that's mean, pretty. That's probably a fifty-fifty for anybody in college. But so do you feel him, like he legitimately didn't go off the rails, or do you think he had enough money to cover up a lot of it? I don't think. No, I think that having all that money when you go off the rails doesn't make you covered. It makes it more obvious. I mean, look at like probably look at Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's true. But I think I would argue that she went off the rails on purpose. Like, absolutely on purpose. Really? How popular did she get? Super, yeah, uber did. popular. Okay. Well, maybe she is a bad example, which obviously I'm going to be full of bad examples tonight. But look, look at addiction, alcohol abuse. Um, you know, he hasn't had any crazy, like, major car wrecks or anything. It's true. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... You know, he's, I mean, he's got a lot of tattoos, whatever. That's yeah, I mean, I don't care about the tattoos. And either. now, like, doesn't he have, like, he's very religious now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what it appears to be. I yeah, mean, it's I hard, don't know it's if hard that's to something know. he's doing just to kind of, you know, be positive now, but. Yeah, which even if he is, that's great avenue, so. Yeah, uh, well, and fun, I mean, that's who are we to point out who does and doesn't actually right. care Right, but you would you would think how old's your son? Your oldest seven. Yeah. So imagine in five years he's a millionaire. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but for your sake, not for his sake. Yeah, no, I'm spending that money. <laughs> yeah, he's not even even old enough to have. I'm, I'm going to Macaulay Culkin him so bad. Macaulay Culkin's actually not doing bad anymore. I know. He like he was doesn't on, he went on like a drug addict anymore. Dude, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast and it was very interesting and he was very like enlightened and intuitive. It was very interesting. Did you see the uh, the Home Alone commercial? Yes. Speaking of the Google thing, the the Hey Google, that's what that whole commercial was oh, about. Yeah. Is the Google yes, Home thing. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> classic. He like he fights off the the robbers just with a just the, with technology. Yeah, it's just technology. Yeah. That commercial is pretty funny. He's jumping on. He's jumping on the bed. Oh, my back! <laughs> Do your uh, kids know about Home Alone? Yeah, of course. I mean, we've watched it. Really? Yeah, we've watched all of them. Well, they, they were, we've never watched the fourth one because I don't really count it or the third one really. No, it's the first two. The first two were pretty good. So, what is our age difference here? Because Home Alone, that was like that was it for my generation. Was how old are you? I'm thirty. I'm twenty four. So six years. So I was. When did that movie come out? I don't 
know. Were you alive when it came out? When did it come out? I, I don't know. Look it up. I don't know. Home Alone, I mean, it's kind of like one of those movies that's always going to be around. Like, and everybody's going to know about it. And that, I think that is the mark of, like, a really <laughs> good movie. Yeah. Well, it came out in 1990, so I was yet to be born. So there you go. Here's my point. You weren't even alive when that movie came out. Yeah. I was born, so, I mean, it still proves it, because even now, here we are talking about it, and yeah, it's still popular. Think, oh, it. JoJo was born way after 2000. Oh, yeah. 2011. That, there. Isn't that crazy? You know what's crazy about that is I have a buddy who his younger brother, I remember when he was born... No, I remember when I was in high school, somebody pointed out to me the fact that that kid was born in 2000, and it was... <laughs> and you're like, oh I, my gosh. I instantly, like, I can now not unsee him as being, like, an infant, like, infinitely younger than me. Just the fact that somebody was born in 2000, this year, the Dragon Knight. I don't know anything about Chinese <laughs> calendars. Like, why would you look at me and be like, oh, this guy definitely knows the Chinese zodiac no, or whatever? I'm, I'm pretty positive it was the year of the dragon. And What does that change? Well, first off, I had grown up going to Chinese buffets, and they all, <laughs> the menus always had borders that had that's, you know, I do all remember the years and all that. the signs. And I remember, and that's actually why it was so significant to me, because we, we used to go to Chinese buffets all the time. And I remember looking at the border, and the dragon was always the coolest one, but we were always like six years, you know, six years ahead of that, five years ahead of that. I think mine was like a layman or like a bunny or something. Yeah, I don't remember what mine was. But I remember 2000, like, the, we, we felt like we were so far from 2000 and being the dragon, and then I heard that this kid was the year of the dragon, and it was, it was a moment. Chinese calendar. Let's see what year we're in right now. Let's see what we got. Uh, hopefully it's something cool. Okay, it's a classification. I can't read Chinese. That's not helpful. <laughs> um, let's see. 2019 will be the year of the pig. We are not winning so far. Well, we are, because we're not born this year. That's true. Let's see. You were born in what year? 94. 94. Let's see where you're at, buddy. Oh, goodness. Oh, uh, I was a snake. That's pretty cool. That's not bad. You were a dog. A dog. I think that lines up pretty well. Well, that could be a diss or a compliment. I don't know. I'm going to go with the latter. With a compliment? Yeah. Okay, take it however you want to see it. <laughs> Sorry with me. But yeah, I mean, Macaulay Culkin, he's he's definitely uh, one of those, like, success stories. But, I mean, he fell hard. Like, real, real hard. hard. Yeah. I mean, and, and I would I would say that's probably a lot to do with his parents. Like, are you, do you, are you aware of, like, that whole situation at all? No, and I listened to the whole podcast. You know what? He didn't even talk about it, actually. He didn't talk about his no. parents? Well, I mean, the the... General story, from what I understand, is probably not 100% accurate, but he, uh, I mean, he made all that money making the Home Alone movies and all the other stuff yeah. he was in. I mean, lots of money for a kid. Oh, And his parents basically just squandered it, like took it all from him, 
spent it all, used it all up. Um, and I, what I remember is that, you know, everybody disses Michael Jackson and his relationship, but I'm pretty sure the relationship with Michael Jackson was mostly Michael Jackson trying to help him avoid that situation. Um, and he couldn't really help him much. I don't think, I don't, I don't really think anything bad ever happened there. I think it was just a dude who lost his childhood, seeing another kid tr- almost losing his childhood, trying to help him out of that situation. And, uh, and anyways, I mean, his parents ended up squandering off his money, and he obviously had enough to survive. Right. I mean, he's made it this far, and I don't think he's had a lot of jobs in between. No, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, I mean, he could have been living very well, and he's just kind of making it, I would assume, at this point. Think. I don't know. What do you think, think he's so. worth? Do you think he's worth quite a bit of money? Oh, yeah, bro. Like millions? Yeah. Still? 100%. How yeah. do you... But how much was, money do you have to make to still have millions of dollars? I mean, I guess there's royalties and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I wish I could recall more of that conversation on Joe Rogan that he had with him, but he is not worried about much. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's got... I do remember from the conversation, he's got a couple different, like, houses and penthouses, and he's like... East Coast, West Coast a lot. I mean, he's <laughs> here. I, I am thinking about this dude like living humbly, living a humble life, a middle like a, middle class citizen. Yeah, absolutely. Not. I am incorrect. That dude is incorrect. Any and everything. <laughs> that's. I mean, I, the good for him. He worked for it. Yeah. Nobody gave him that. That's for sure. Yeah. Have you ever seen his brothers in anything? He's got a few, a couple brothers that are actually pretty good actors. One of his brothers always plays really weird characters. Um, I didn't even know he had brothers. Have you ever seen the movie Signs? Negative. Isn't really? That a scary movie? It kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you call Talk it scary. scary. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. I'll break it down for you. I'll give you the plot at least of what what happens. So you've got Mel Gibson, right? And you've got I don't um, know that. Joaquin Phoenix, or the two. Those are the two main characters, and then they have two kids. Or well, they don't have two kids. But uh, Mel Gibson's wife is dead in the movie, and he has two kids. And one of them is Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, one of his way younger brothers. Um, I, I honestly can't remember what his name is, but he's in the movie. And um, anyways, it's about an alien invasion and this guy that used to be a pastor. And it's basically a story of faith and recovering your faith and that kind of thing. But it, I mean, it's it's a pretty good movie. It's like a thriller type science fiction science fiction thriller. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's really good. You should watch it. Well, uh, Mel Gibson being any kind of religious movies obviously didn't turn out to be the most ideal thing. He went off the rails there. Yeah, that's an actor that went off the rails big time. <laughs> yeah, and like and all in the name of Christianity, which also did not do well for Christianity. No, no not at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he called some cop like a yes. Jew and like so all sorts of, of other things. racist slurs. And I, I don't understand that. Like you've got this this like what everybody else would consider a dream life with no no financial worries, which I know like having money isn't everything. Like it doesn't yeah. solve all your problems. No, it, no. it could be argued that it creates more problems. But I'll tell you what. Uh, there's not been many times where I was sitting there with more money than I needed for the month and thought, man, this sucks. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> and there, there's this change. Yeah, I mean, it just becomes something different. And his, obviously, was some kind of frustration with the Jewish community. Um, but he just went off the rails. Like, he became his character 
from uh, from Lethal Weapon, like in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these movies where he played some crazy guy just finally bit him in the butt and he became crazy himself. I yeah, think he's yeah. actually doing better now. I think usually like yeah. that happens. Well, he went on Rogan too. He did. Well, how did that go? Update. I'm just going to talk about the Rogan <laughs> podcast the whole time. <laughs> this is called Joe Rogan After Dark. <laughs> actually, it's not because there probably already is one of those. So. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Like a Joe Rogan Sorry. review podcast. Um, We're going to review the podcast that reviews Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast. No, he went on there, and yeah, he was still a little weird man. He. Did he say some pretty off-the-wall things? No, but he was all he was there, and basically all he was doing was like uh, supporting stem cells and like stem cell research. He brought his dad on, and his dad's like a stem cell success story. So they pretty much the entire time just talked about the benefit of stem cells. Uh, was you know it what I'm interesting? Yeah, I mean, kind of. It wasn't wasn't like entertaining, but you know, I, had, I mean, I'm, stem cells. I'm all into. I'm kind of interested in the stem cell thing. I had a buddy whose uh, mom got like a when that first started. She was one of the people that they used to experiment on because she had she had unsurvivable cancer. She had fatal cancer, and uh, so they were like, "Why not? Let's try something here." Yeah, and uh, it, it kept her alive like several years longer. Like they thought she was going to die that year, and she lived like five or six more years. So I mean, it's pretty cool. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, there's all kinds of stories about injecting them into, like, torn or near torn ligaments and all kinds of torn stuff, and it just repairs a lot quicker. <laughs> there's a there's another story of a guy injecting himself with something that I don't, I don't necessarily want to talk about, but it was a pretty funny story. Which one? The guy that injected himself with his own... Product. Oh, yes. Yeah, I heard about that. back. Yeah. And then, as a treatment. She's like, you got to quit doing that, man. <laughs> it doesn't belong there. It's like, I guess, you know, I think his, his assumption was that it would work very much like stem cells, but little did he know that's not what's in there. Yeah. I mean, like, what did he think was going to happen? Take one sex education class and know that that's not what you do with that. I feel like my son, my seven-year-old son who knows nothing, I could explain that story to him and he'd be like, well, that's weird. Yeah, that guy's a moron. <laughs> he'd also go to school and be a lot of you trouble. Know, like, but... There's a lot of logistics we could talk about there that's probably really inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. I don't want that to be what we're talking about at all. But, but it's injected into of, his back. This is crazy news. Which just somebody, crazy. which that means he had to convince somebody to. Inject I didn't it even into think of that part. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he told him it was like steroid injections or something? He lies to him. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, are you sure you shouldn't be way. letting a doctor do this? No, hey, man, this is what the doctor told me to do. Hey, buddy, just put this right in my vertebrae. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's a good friend, though. That's just like, okay, bro, I'll inject you. Well, or maybe it's a really bad friend because really maybe he should have been like, "Is this okay? Are you sure?" Really stupid friend. Yeah. Well, for sure, either good or bad. I mean, he's definitely stupid. Can't um, expect that guy to be hanging out. In the best of company, probably. No, he's obviously... decisions like that. I, I would guess that he probably finished high school, but that, that was the extent. Like, the next education he had was, was Wikipedia, if that, if he went that far. 
Boy, we went on a tangent from technology, and now we are talking about the demographics of the semen injector. <laughs> <laughs> Conversations can go to some strange places. They can. They can. What's it? Who's another crazy celebrity? Crazy celebrities are so interesting. Lindsay Lohan. She I don't think she's made it back from her hiatus, though. No, she's not. She hasn't recovered. She's no. still in it. She's living the crazy right now. Have you seen the pictures that she posts with the uh, the big bodybuilder from is like Saudi? Mm-mm. No. The the are you talking like the Arabian Hulk guy? Yeah, okay. I know who you're talking He's about, but I mean, I I think that's what they call him. Yeah, the Arabian Hulk. Yeah, they're like a they they either are or were a thing. And every picture he posts is in, like... I mean, they were at some point, because she's in, like, his private jet. That's odd. Yeah, strange, huh? <laughs> That's so weird, because that guy is pretty strange looking. I would like to know what, uh... I would like to know how fame translates from, like, when you get very famous in America, and then you're famous worldwide, like... How does that fame translate to people that don't even speak the same language? Like The Rock, The Rock can go to any continent anywhere in the world and he's going to be the most famous man on the continent. But how when most of these continents and people don't even speak our language? Well, but I mean, they see our movies. They just trans, like... But but we don't do that with them. You've never seen a movie from another country? That they're speaking one language in the film and then we're just hearing it uh, translated version? No, yeah, I've never, never done that. Oh, 100% have not. I, I definitely have seen really movies like that, especially like Jackie Chan movies, like his earlier movies. Like Way of the Dragon? Yeah, I mean, you know who Jackie Chan is. No, uh, I'm thinking Bruce Lee. Okay. Uh, well, still, another good example. Yeah, but, but Bruce Lee Jackie is, Chan is American. No, Jackie Chan grew up in a orphanage in China. Hold on a second. Who plays in Shanghai Bruce Nights? Bruce Lee Shanghai Nights. is... That's Jackie Chan. It's the same person? No. The guy from Shanghai Nights is Jackie Chan. Right. Yes. Okay. But that doesn't count because he's got a lot of American influence, obviously. In those he's doing movies, a movie with Owen Wilson. He had other movies before that that were also popular, that made him popular, that were 100% made in China. I've never even remotely begin to watch one of those. Drunken Master? You never seen that no, movie? Never. That movie's pretty cool. So they're all speaking a different language and you're watching it translated into English? Yeah. Or I'll just read the subtitles. You've no. never, like... No, never. Not, not a single time. Man, there's some good movies out there that weren't made in America. I've never seen a single one. We've got to get you on some of those movies. So, back to my question... That fam, that fame trans, like, I would just feel like I wouldn't know enough about the actor to really be that big of a fan. So you feel like his fame only translated because he started doing American movies? No, that's not what I'm saying there. I'm, because, I mean, I haven't even seen any of his other ones, so I can't really talk on why he's famous, but I just mean, I know The Rock is famous. Yeah, I mean, everywhere in the world, everywhere he goes. But does that, like, so the regular per, or I don't want to say the regular person, but the average population in America is probably not watching a bunch of foreign films that's being translated. Definitely not reading (laughs) subtitles. So is the average person in, you name it, Cambodia, are they watching 
Fast and Raw Furious. Dudes. Yeah, and just reading the subtitles. I don't know. Like, how could he be equally as famous there as he is here? That's a really good question. I've never. I mean, they must that. though. Like, yeah, they, they must. I mean, but American movies are going to be higher quality because we have the money to do it, or we'll, maybe not have the money to do it, or willing to spend the money to do it. <laughs> yeah, is probably more. Our priorities in different places. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> our priorities are entertainment. Um, I mean, our actors are usually big. I mean, not like physically big. I mean, not in his case, I'm sure. But like, our actors are popular. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. Though. They must be. Though. They must be sitting there reading they the subtitles. But English is also spoken in a lot of places. There's in most countries, or in, I won't say in most because that's American ignorance. But in a lot of countries, you're required as a part of your education to learn English. Really? Especially if it's a business education. Because that's, I mean, that's the language it's of business, business is English. Is done English. Yeah. I know, I mean, for sure. Like, I, I mean, I've had friends from other countries that they said they were required to learn English as a part yeah. of regular education. But that has just got to be something else when they land, you know, in these foreign places and... You've got people that just—I mean, they, they don't even look look the same. Everybody just speaks a different language and looks different. The culture's different. Their dress and attire is different, but they're like you're making their life and their world right now. That's Maybe so that's what—that's what connects the world is that we all love the rock. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're all moving to—I uh, don't know—to anywhere um, different. No, I was thinking. Uh, was it Pangea where all the continents were connected? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where I was going with that point. Well, so what I'll say, I mean, have you ever seen the difference between the American, U.S. box office results from different movies and then oh, they have some, the, the global results? Yeah. So we know those movies go global. No, some actors just act to put put out movies in different countries. Well, because sometimes they make more money yeah. than selling in other 100%. countries. Like, you look at, like, the, the Avengers movie, or any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, they start, and they do well in U.S. theaters, yeah, and then they go worldwide, worldwide, and it's, like, billions of dollars. Yeah. Or a billion dollars. Billions is high, but billion dollars at least. I mean, which is crazy. Like, that's that's why they're known everywhere they go. Is because their movies are released everywhere else. But my question is, is if I go to to China and watch Avengers and Infinity Wars in game or what Avengers in game, uh-huh. um, is it in Chinese or are they reading the subtitles? That's a good question. I don't know. And if it is in Chinese, I mean, are they paying? Act, is it voice actors? I don't know what oh, you're sure. Oh, oh, yeah. They're definitely they're not having Robert Downey Jr. sit there no, and reread the whole I know, script. I, mean, I know that, but are they paying like a different actor and they assign them, or a diff, they're paying a voice actor and they assign them to one actor and they do the voice for that actor throughout the whole movie? My guess is that it would be. Do they just give Maybe they just send them the script. Probably. They probably don't even have they to be there. They just send them the script. They go to any studio, record the sound, and then send it back. I mean, that's what they do now. Like, if you're an but artist you on met? somebody else's album. Right, but how do you... But we're not talking about... Can, we're just, there, we're just talking about audio. We're not trying to... Get well, they have to watch visual. the movie at the same time. So they would watch the movie. Well, think about that. So, 
you would have to memorize the actor's cadence, basically. This sounds pretty difficult. The rhythm at which that they're I, talking and this, you know. Surely we can get our hands on a copy of one of these movies as it was released in a different country. Like the, the I mean, we'll stick with Chinese. The Chinese version of Avengers. And see what, I mean, like, I mean, what does it do? <laughs> sure, you're right, though. It has to be some actor. There's got to be a lot going into that. There's, there's no way that they bring just all these. That. I mean, there's no way they bring all these actors into a studio together, and then they sit there and go over the script together. You're talking just about like English English. and no, no, no. I mean, just the actors that are going to dub the movie. So oh, the yeah, Chinese yeah. dub. Do you think they get them all together to be like a table read, and then like go in and oh, like man, shoot their lines? And... I don't know, but you have to match it up to. I mean, that's such an extensive process. Well, so. I'll tell you this. If you go to Netflix and watch, look at some of the top films on, or not films, but TV series on Netflix, some of the top ones in the U.S. are done in Spanish. And, That's true. And you uh, you can watch, and it's basically we're talking about the same thing here. We're, we're yeah, here in the English, reverse. Yeah. But I can't watch it. Like you won't watch the no, English No, I, I try to sit down with my girlfriend and try to watch this Does thing. she speak Spanish? Well, yeah. Yeah, but it's not Spanish. Why would you assume that I know that? <laughs> well, yeah, she's pretty Hispanic. <laughs> I just thought she was tan, but whatever. <laughs> no. Anyways, um, I'll sit down to watch it, and I can't, I mean, I can't do it, because the words aren't matching up with the movements of their mouth, and you can, there's no way to get the, the audio right on with the visual. Like, there will be a few lapses where the actor, like, stops talking but like the last syllable of the english word has to finish out so (laughs) So that bothers you enough that you won't watch it no i won't i won't and there's even been a couple of shows like i kid you not there's two of them i don't remember their names of them but they're like some of the top rated shows on netflix right now and we went to watch them and i think one's about like a bank robber bank robbers and it was not bad like we watched the whole first episode but i couldn't do anymore well do you remember what the name of the show is I don't remember, but I'm well because now I want to try to watch it and see if I can if it bothers me. I'll I, I'll find it on Netflix after this, but because um, I I mean I've watched some movies like that, like I told you, like I've watched I there's Korean movies. Um, Koreans are really good at making like horror movies, and so I'm really I, we've talked about that before. Yeah. I'm really big in horror movies. Yeah, and so there's a couple of Korean horror movies that I've watched in Korean because. Because I didn't like the English dub, because it's, like, way off. It, it, there's no way it could be on. The syllables are just... Well, it, two, two, talking two different languages. Right. I mean, it's almost impossible. Yeah. And usually, I mean, like, the big I, joke, with, like, when you talk about, like, Godzilla films is, like... Never seen Godzilla. Really? Like, really? none of them? None of them ever. Well, I tend to have this thing where if they're so mainstream, I get unattracted to them a little bit. That's sad because those movies are pretty, it is. pretty well, entertaining. It, like it's du- it's not even it's dumb on my part, admittedly, because there's a reason they're so mainstream. Most of the time they're, they're really so good because they're really good. Yeah, everybody <laughs> likes them, so I'm going to train myself to not be like that. My brother is like that though. Like the, it could be a movie that is making more money than has ever been made by any movie because yeah. it's so good. And my brother's like, "Oh, that movie's crap." And I'm like, have you seen it yet? And he's like, no, and I'm not going to waste my money on it. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so what are you going to go see in the theaters? And it's like some movie that nobody's ever heard of and nobody cares about. Which, 
if people like him didn't exist, those movies wouldn't get watched. So, it may, you know, maybe he's just a little more artistic. Get that word? There's an R in there, not a U. Artistic. <laughs> um, and I don't get it. Maybe he's more creative than I am. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not going to call it crap. I'm not going to say it's bad, but there's just uh, something inside me where my gut feeling is, uh, I don't know. And, and it's not even a thought. I'm not having a thought. Like, I remember, for example, Breaking Bad. That came out, and everybody talked about it for, I mean, extensively. And they loved it. And I didn't start Breaking Bad until all the seasons had come out. And it was already done, over with, all the excitement was gone. And every time I saw it on Netflix, even after hearing people talk about it all day, the thought didn't even cross my mind to watch it. Okay, I wasn't actively thinking, oh, I'm not going to watch this because everybody else does. It wasn't that. I just I just skipped right over it. I don't so you've never seen that. Breaking Bad? No, I did. Oh, okay. And that is Ooh. when this perspective started to shift a little bit. Like, I, you know, Well, because that show is a masterpiece. Oh, it is. Like, it's amazing. It is phenomenal. I think... Uh, I can't remember when I became a fan of that show, but there are very few shows that I feel like I need to, like, when they're on TV, you know, how when they're actually on yeah. TV, as opposed to, like, on Hulu or Netflix. Right. Um, there's very few shows that I've been like, oh, I can't miss that in an episode. I, can't, I gotta watch it as it happens. Right. And that was one of them. Like, I had to, like, I caught up to it because I came into it late and then started watching it as it came out. Yeah. And, like, it was like, like we gotta get, to, I didn't have cable. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "We got to get over to my dad's house, Allison, so we can watch the new episode of Breaking Bad." <laughs> and it's like it's not like technology exists. I could have just used the DVR and watched it whenever. But I wanted to see. I wanted. I didn't want it to get spoiled. It was such a good show. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, for everybody listening, uh, Judd just now got Wi-Fi, so <laughs> he's got a wife and three kids. And, and I, they didn't and have I cable or Wi-Fi in school. <laughs> and I just yeah. got Wi-Fi. Yeah. So basically, if you can picture this, when they come together as a family for movie night, they all watch it on the laptop. No, from that's a hot not spot. how it... Listen, <laughs> what we do is we have unlimited on our phones, and we would hook our phones up to the TV. Oh, they little... just all watch it on their phones. No, we watch it on rooms. the TV with it hooked up. Jerk. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and now that we have Wi-Fi, I'm like, why did we do this to ourselves? Yeah, this is so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, Breaking Bad was one of the first TV shows that, um, and I don't know if maybe it's because I was just, like, at that point I was more emotionally aware than uh, I was before. Or if it when, was how actually old you when that show was, like, like, was going on? I was like a sophomore in high school. Okay. I wouldn't say I was very emotionally aware back then. But I guess it came out when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember watching that show, and it would drain me how... Because if you remember, if you've seen it, there was a lot of, like... There was a season or two or a lot of episodes back to back to back where nothing good would happen in it. Like, it was negative... Oh yeah! Every step of the way for like for like seven episodes straight, not a single positive thing would happen, and it would emotionally drain me. I would like, I would be tired and like disappointed <laughs> after watching it for. You it's know, like that show Friday Night Lights. That was the same way. It was just like every episode was like, well, "Here's another bad thing happening to yeah. Riggins." 
Yeah. If you watched that show, maybe you did. No, I didn't. It's kind of a girly show. I didn't watch it. But yeah, that was, but it was so good that I, I mean, I kept tuning in. I kept hitting play on Netflix, kept telling Netflix I'm still watching, and I'd be nine episodes deep just in my feelings upset because (laughs) people kept dying from heroin overdoses and... I mean, it's awful, but I feel like... They'd be pretty irresponsible to make there be a positive outcome in that show. Uh, I mean, oh, that's I a good know. point. I never even thought about that. I mean, that. He's, he's you nuts. feel for him because he's just a dude that's trying to provide for his family before he dies. Right. And But in reality, he is also, he's also a master a, meth maker. Yeah, he's ruining you know, thousands of people's yeah, lives with yeah. what he's doing. I did, you know what? That thought didn't even cross my mind that there's not another avenue you could go Well, because he's the bad guy. He is the bad he guy. He is the bad guy. Show. Which now that that comes out, they portray that here and there, where that is it's pretty obvious. Like especially when Hank starts to kind of catch on, then he you, it, they do really highlight some of his negative characteristics. Yeah, where it shows him in a bad light. But like, you still root for him the whole time. Yeah. Well, and they set it up where he's in the initially he's like the good guy. And Jesse's the bad guy. Right. And then as the show goes on, those roles yeah, totally switch. switch. And, I mean, Jesse's still a piece of crap because he's a meth-cooking, meth-dealing jerk. Right. But he's the one that's like, this has gone too far. Like, it's too far. I don't want to be like this anymore. Yeah. And he gets his stuff together and keeps getting drawn back into it by Walt because he, I mean, that's what Walt needed. Right. One thing I wanted to... So, Breaking Bad, the possibilities of, not the whole blue meth thing, but, so, what makes me think of this is recently the largest um, ever siege of fentanyl. Well, that sounded like I'm completely uneducated. They seized the largest amount of fentanyl ever at the border this week. and I saw that, but I can't recall how much I it can't was. recall how much it was either, but this is something that we could talk about. Because you're a paramedic, you've given fentanyl, you know, like how little a dose, how effective a little dose of it can be, and yeah. they seized pounds, like I think hundreds of pounds. And I've never seen what like raw fentanyl looks like. I mean, was it? Wasn't it like brown colored? It's brown colored and it's in a powder. That's weird to me. Because I mean, I guess they they take it and they con- constitute it into a. Into a liquid form, right? But this is this is the point that I'm still have yet to get to that I've been trying to get to, is that a world out there like Breaking Bad exists in some form of fashion. Well, yeah, I mean there there is definitely somebody out there that is the best at making meth. Yeah, for sure. And, right. and, and they're mean, probably doubt that it's a chemistry teacher, but well, and they're hired by the cartel because somebody's got to fund it. And honestly, just to think that's like an organization like, the, and just to call it cartel organization, but an organization like the cartel has billions of dollars. I mean, it's true. Well, it's a business. It is. It's a business. It's a business. It's a terrible business, but it's it, a business. It's awful, but it is a business. And I like there. There is one hundred percent. They have hired people, and they put them in probably million dollar facilities to just crank out some crank. Do you think it's like that sophisticated though? Like like that. To well, that they, so with that fentanyl, they seize like 250 pounds of meth Take. or crack. 
where are they getting that much from an unsophisticated little? I mean, you're you right. Know, they're, they're not, not making 250 that. pounds of meth in a bathtub in a 200 square foot apartment. You're right. I mean, they're they're you're right. So how are they? You know, where are they Dang. doing it? How are they doing it? That. Yeah, they they have to be manufacturing in some decently put together places. I always just pictured it was like you know you and I have worked in EMS and we've been into houses where yeah. they're making meth. Trap houses. I mean, I always pictured it was compost. always like that. But you're, I mean, like, how would they make that quantity? Yeah. Unless it comes from different places. But surely they don't have, that's really inefficient to have, like, exactly. several different houses. That's what I mean. I guarantee you, with the money that they have, and it's probably nowhere in the U.S., it's probably in a different country, but they have got some labs set up where, you know, that's what they're doing. And, and just think about what it takes to do that. So... It would take somebody educated. Maybe, to, unless to make, you just taught them the process. Well, to t- teach them the process, but they still have to know, like, say they are getting nice equipment like that, you know, like boilers and Erlenmeyer flasks. Like, somebody is, I wouldn't know how to go online and just order all this stuff, you know? Like, somebody that is educated and smarter than probably you and I is involved with this organization... <laughs> I wouldn't say smarter than us. They're just educated well, in something different. <laughs> I mean, I would, they were dumb enough to become meth makers. Yeah, well, hold on. You wouldn't argue that they've probably got plenty of doctors or just scientists in general on, on board with the cartel. Think about the Holocaust. I don't know. Look at Hitler. He had the best scientists in the world. He yeah, wouldn't do anything great. Well, I was about to argue he's convinced them they're doing something good, but yeah. I mean, well, surely they're not. The cartel isn't like, look, it's not like you're making something bad. You're just making meth. Well, I don't know that. I'm not saying they're hiring scientists to make their meth, which this conversation is getting insane. But I like it. But what I'm saying is, you're not taking your regular Joe Blow meth head and giving him. A credit card with a hundred thousand dollars on it, and say, "Hey, go to you know whatever medical manufacturing website and order some good stuff." They're gonna say, "What? That makes sense." No, I, I mean now that I think about it, you're right because they're having to funnel hundreds of thousands of dollars into this, millions of dollars, yeah, into the production. And you're not giving that to somebody who's cracked out, you know, cooking in a trap house. You're so right. There's got to be some big time. Which makes me think that there's no way that law enforcement doesn't know about it. Like, there's no way you just get away with that. Well, I mean, legitimately, I mean, I don't, how how would you get away? With first that? off, is it legal to manufacture it in any country? I don't. I'm so <laughs> I don't think so that ignorant is legal that, anywhere. <laughs> well, all drugs are legal in Amsterdam, right? I don't. I don't know. Sure, that may be true. No, one hundred. Well, maybe I don't know if it's Amsterdam, which I think it is, but I know that there is. There's a few places where drugs are all drugs are legal. Oh man, I don't know if I. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't know if I would agree with that policy. Though. Well, that's pretty crazy. So here's my thinking on that. They they're talking about doing that in the U.S. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But there are people that are shooting for that because if you do like again heard on Rogan I've heard on some other podcasts 
where they talk about other civilizations outside of the U.S. Um, 100% legalizing drugs. And what it, in other words, what it does, so think about what that does in the cartel. They well, I mean, you can't make any money because you can go and buy, like, no one's going to buy heroin if they can go buy Oxycontin over the counter. Well, then why, why would I? Why would I take the risk of going to some sneezy exactly. dude's house that could kill me yeah. over it, as opposed to just being like, hey, pharmacist, can I buy some of this? Exactly. So they're also making an argument that the human trafficking would, like, would go way down in it as well. Well, wherever you have one crime, you're going to find another crime. Exactly. So they're, they're saying that if you take the criminals out of it, then one, you're going to have less people getting, you know, not this a huge problem, but like getting AIDS and getting, you know, dirty needles and, and doing, you're doing illegal activities in order to acquire illegal drugs. Right? Right. Because they are illegal, so if you've been doing an illegal drug, you've probably been caught doing an illegal drug, which means you've gone to jail, you've got charges, now you're living a lower quality of life, and you're just in this cyclone of doing illegal things because you can't get a good job, and you still need drugs, so now how do you support your drug habit? You do well, more you break illegal the law. things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying you break this crime cycle, uh, cycle by legalizing everything because you're no longer being penalized for you know for something you do when you're young you know and you get a felony here in Texas you'll get a felony for like over four grams of weed or something yeah and if it's any like oil like dabs it's an immediate felony so you take a 16 year old kid that's just trying to experiment and doesn't know who he's going to be doing dabs and he's got a felony and now that might just dictate that his life is going to be he can't find a job going to be harder too. Um, well, but man, that's such a hard conversation because obviously the the correct answer is well, don't do drugs because they're just going to mess you up anyways. Because right. mo- I mean, yes, I will agree that there's been some scientific evidence that some of those things out there can can help and and cure different help, well, at least help eliminate signs and symptoms of different illnesses and stuff. But, I mean, I would argue that there is no uh, health benefit to meth or crack or anything no, like sure that. not. I mean, and I don't know that it being illegal fixes the problem, and I don't know that it being legal would fix the problem. Here is my, here is my uh, argument on this, which I've, I've thought a decent amount about. So, firstly, when you're talking about addicts, you're talking about doing drugs... As soon as you legalized all drugs, it would be there would be a small level of chaos. More people would get on drugs, I think. More people would abuse them. But I just think, initially is what you're saying. Well, this is why. Because I think what would happen is... So the, the country adapts. It swings one way, and then it swings way the other way. So once it got legalized, it would swing way the wrong direction. But it would, well, swing, yeah. it would swing so far... That so much light would be shown on addiction and the the solution to it, like you know, about that that's in yourself, like it's within yourself. The country would swing so far one way, with how obvious we, it is that drugs are a problem, that then they we would shine a lot of light on the solution, and it would become a, a mandatory to educate kids to make sure kids are fulfilled for the right reasons and that they love themselves for the right reasons instead of turning to drugs. So I think it would probably be like a seven, 
six to seven year process where the first four years we get so much hard data that everyone is turning to drugs now and everyone's killing themselves over it and the data proves it and then we have everyone looking at it being like all right we've got to get a solution and the obvious solution is the right solution don't do drugs don't legalize drugs that's not the solution the solution is just don't do them well and i feel like we could skip the whole legalization process <laughs> and just yeah. teach kids the right thing initially but it it, it doesn't but... hold it doesn't hold as much weight it would be different if we could take the data and put it in front of more people's faces and be like, look, we legalized this and it did not damn work. near 25% of our population died. <laughs> so maybe that's, that's a good thing too. <laughs> well, um, I don't mean that. I don't mean uh, no. kind of. But um, I, I think it is interesting because it would swing so far one direction that the country would have to acknowledge it and we would have the best of the best of the best minds teaching and figuring out how to prevent people turning from drugs in the first place. Well, and I, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, most of the time people don't learn things the easy way. It's pretty hard. The, the, most, the most wisdom I could impart on somebody younger than me would be learn the lessons the easy way. Your parents and your mentors and people older than you are always trying to teach you things the easy way. Right. Here, learn from my mistakes. Right. But it seems like no matter how much I say that, like as from being a youth minister, you can tell kids over and over and over, oh, this sure. is what happens when you do this. I know because I did it wrong. Uh, they're just going to go out and do it and learn it the hard way. Right. Well, and what they don't realize is life's going to be well hard enough for them without them making it hard on themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's going to be easier <laughs> if you start making the right decisions sooner. So, I mean, if we could figure out how to convince people yeah. of that, we'd eliminate all problems. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, one could also argue that all those, you know, the more bad mistakes you make, the greater it makes the person that comes through it, you know, through the... It definitely... I, it makes people more interesting, but... It's kind of like you can't you can't have light without darkness. I mean, if, if you never had darkness, you don't even know what light looks like. Like, why would it matter to have light? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You you finally realize how awesome light is because you've been through the darkness. Which is that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% true. The quote I was thinking on was uh, probably my favorite quote ever. I don't even know who said it, but I just have seen it on a bunch of like... Is it a real quote? Sign. Well, I don't know who said it, but I've seen it on a bunch of signs like hanging on apartment walls and stuff. I where, said it then. <laughs> where it... Uh, it's smooth. Calm seas never made for a good sailor. I think that's probably my my favorite quote of all time. Well, yeah, and that, it's, I mean, it's definitely saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, not necessarily because I feel like the light saying, you know, you can't see light without darkness. That is just more of a feeling thing. Like, well, I guess you can't, right. you can't enjoy right. Sunday without rain. I'm saying, you know, you're not. You, it's hard to be really good at something without struggling a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, and <laughs> I would point to our first attempt at making <laughs> yeah. a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> which, not to say that this is <laughs> the best, <laughs> but uh, our first attempt, uh, if you're listening, was by far a lot of uh, worse. <laughs> staring and uh, laughing come to an end and more staring. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but what is your, um, what do you think? Legalize all drugs. <laughs> I bring, you just want me to have an answer to that? Well, I mean, what, what is your, your initial thought is, is no, but there are some pretty sound arguments. Like, is it worth getting, is it worth getting rid of the, the amount of crime? I mean, what's fueling the cartel? Mostly drugs, right? Oh, well, of course, yeah. I mean, that's so, what the cartel is founded on. Man, it just scares me. It scares me because of what could go wrong. Like, it could easily, like, I mean, those people are going to be out in our society on drugs, driving around, all sorts of stuff, which they are now. But, right. I mean, if we legalize it, you know, you're going to get a bunch of really inexperienced people out there doing drugs. Have you ever heard problems. the expression... Gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, but I don't want my. I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. it, it to be my eggs. Right. I want it to be somebody else's eggs. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I agree. But if not, I mean, would so you would pref, you would prefer the path we're on, which I would argue is getting you know worse in some cases. I don't know if I would argue. I don't know if I would say that the, that I want well, that was to very stay general. on the path. Well, first off, that statement was very general. What yeah. path are we talking about? And, yeah, because I'm not one of the people where I think the world is getting worse all the time. I no, I think the I, world is I just think getting is, bad. <laughs> well, I think it's been bad, but I think it's getting better. I don't think more people are getting shot. I don't think more cops are getting shot. I don't think more people are getting killed. I think that's always gone on. We just have an avenue to you know, bring it to light. Right? Yeah, I mean, Facebook. We we can know everything now. Just exactly. like when we were talking about the Google thing or the Alexa thing. Like, I can just say, hey, Alexa, and answer me this question. How big is the world? And it tells me. Right. And, I mean, that's that's life now. Like, you can know anything now. It's just a that's world true. of information. It is. Which is going to... Is that going to make for smarter or, or dumber people? Um, <laughs> I don't know, because we're those people that would probably be considered dumber now. <laughs> I don't know. I would say, like, in my eyes, the the generation that we're dealing with that's coming up is is not dumb, but I don't feel like the same amount of common sense is there. Like, they definitely have information. They know things. Like, my kids know things that I would never have sure. known at that yeah. age well, because I don't know how to know it. That is exactly what I was going to say is they're, they're more informed, but I don't know if that makes you smarter. I mean, it definitely doesn't make you wiser. That's true. Yeah, because what they're not learning is how to use that information. They're just gathering up information. It's like, you know, there's a bunch of marbles on the floor, and it doesn't matter what the marbles are yeah, or what they yeah. look like. I'm just going to grab all of <laughs> At them. At the end of the day, they just got a bunch of jars full of marbles yeah. and sitting there watching Shark Doo or whatever. <laughs> shark Doo <Doo-doo. laughs> That's definitely the name of that song. <laughs> 2.2 billion, and he can't even remember the name of the song. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I. Well, it, it's funny because if you... If you ask the older generation, they think the world's absolutely falling apart. Well, and we probably will when we get there too. Or will we? Or will we have so have so much access to information? We'll we'll actually be like, all right, it's really not. We're going to be the marble collectors then. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, every old person you talk to is like, oh, this everything oh, happening is terrible. Dude, it drives me crazy. You know what is actually very. 
know what I enjoy? It's a very pleasurable moment when you meet an older person that's like with it. That's yeah, with it and yeah. they, they have a good outlook because um, I feel like the easy route is is the route where you're just you jump on board with oh the world's falling apart and it should be like it was in the old days. I feel like that's so easy to jump on board. Which let me let me remind you that the old days also consisted of two world wars and the yeah. Great Depression. Yeah, so yeah, that, it was going uh, real great back then, old Bojack. <laughs> I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> and yeah, my generation has done a lot of bad things, but you know, it's not any worse than anything that has happened before. Well, what's funny is now when we say our generation's doing bad things, it's consistent of a guy filming. A reaction to a person dying in the forest, and and an older person would be like, "Oh, that's just so disrespectful," and this, that, and the other, which it is. But you know, what if we would have been? Imagine if there would have been the kind of like cell phones and technology in those world wars where they would have been filming it. Oh yeah, yeah. they would have yeah. taken selfies with dead exactly. Japanese 100%. soldiers and stuff. Which I'm. Let me make this very clear that I am very American and. Very proud of America. Yeah. Both but, you know, I mean, we're we're comparing the exact same things here, and the world has not changed much. No. You know, no, and, not at all. you know, we've got this older generation than us, much older, I mean, several generations older, that think that we're ruining the world. Yeah. And in reality, I mean, it's just changing. It's not necessarily for the better. It's not necessarily for the worse. It's just changing in general. Well, it's just changing, but then... It- See, I don't even like that argument. It, it it obviously is with technology. This technology is getting insane. But one of my pet peeves is people that that build their perception of the world and humanity off the news. Because, oh, yeah, because the news has no, first off, it has no reason to report the good that's happening. And I don't mean the like the huge things. Like, of course, they, they're going to show like people getting rescued out of the the cave or whatever like it's reporting those good things but it you remember that no i have no team? idea what you're talking about. yeah the soccer team they got stuff oh okay yeah, so it's yeah. gonna report good stuff like that but it's not gonna report like the average level day-to-day stuff you know the people that are going around doing great and wanting great all the time that's just boring because all it looks like is hard work and that's not that fun well and that's where i would say that like the thing the technology that exists now like facebook and stuff has made a difference. Like, now we get to see see and hear about those little good things that people right. do. Yeah. Like the pay, pay it forward type stuff and things like that. And I think that's what's going to make a big difference in how our generation turns out is like, it's, it's basically just a, uh, a battle between two different types of media. And it's like a bunch of negative media that we can see or a bunch of positive media that we can see. And really, we don't get a whole lot of choice in what we see because we get on Facebook and it's just like, well, it is, I'm going to see whatever I see today and right. hopefully there's some good things on there. Well, you do get a little bit of a choice. Well, I mean, uh, yes, I mean, for obviously you do have a choice. Right. But the information is there. You have yeah, to make a very clear choice not to, not to want to see the bad stuff or right. the good stuff. Right. Which, I don't know, sometimes the bad stuff is more entertaining, honestly. Well, it is. Most of the time it is. That's that's what I'm saying. The news isn't going to take the you know the good stuff that happens day to day because it's boring. It's just it's mostly hard work and 
you know, good, righteous people doing the right thing, and it's kind of boring to watch people do that. <laughs> so we would rather How boring see, of us to do the right thing. Well, we would rather see things falling apart and arguments because for whatever reason we're attracted to conflict, and now we've got this recreational outrage. Um, <laughs> is that's that what people do? Is that what, what you're referring do? to, like the Me Too movement and all that kind of stuff? Represent recreational outrage. No, I can't. I don't want to just say that. Because no, and I don't mean just that movement. I'm just kind of pointing an example. But a, a lot, I mean, a lot of the outrage today is people with lack of anything better to do. I would agree with that. And for think sure. about how easy it is to be a part of that. All you have to do is be outraged and have a phone. And now, <laughs> and now you're a part, you're posting, you know, and now you're a part of it. Now you're a part of something that took absolutely no skill and no hard work to be a part of. True. And, yeah. And you get to, and now you're a part of this thing, and everybody wants to be a part of a thing. And I'm trying to think of, like, some examples of that, because I, I agree with that for sure. Recreational uh, outrage? Look, I mean, just to bring it back around, Logan Paul. For yeah. everyone to be, I mean, your day shouldn't be ruined because he did that. Well, and like everybody was like watching his videos. He didn't get hundreds of millions of views and subscribers f uh, out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, all these people turn on him because yeah. he's, he did something real. Exa yeah. You like, know, it's, it's all of a sudden not a joke anymore. And now you want to turn on him? Yeah. Because it was popular. It was popular. It was popular. It was easy to do. Uh, it... Because all you have to do is post a comment, whatever, share it, and say something negative. It's easy. Exactly. You're right. I agree. It, yeah, and it would have taken way too much time to sit there and and contemplate, wow, he's worth millions of dollars. He's 23. He doesn't really probably know how to feel you know, everything yet. He doesn't really know what actions are best. Um, and he's just trying to make it, and he made a mistake. Yeah, and that's too hard to do. It's much easier to just be like, ah, oh, that guy's an idiot. Well, yeah, because you don't. You're right. You don't have to have any intelligence no. to talk bad about somebody no. or or get outraged or whatever. I mean, it's just oh, now I'm mad. Yeah, and and you know what? That person over there is mad, so, so we're gonna we're be gonna mad together. together. Yeah, we're get on Facebook, and I'm gonna change my profile picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just recreational. It's it's something for people to do. It's a team for people to be a part of. <laughs> that just goes to show you how bored we are now. It's, yeah, 100%. life is way too easy. It's way too easy. <laughs> Not enough to worry about. Which I'm okay with. I mean, I'm happy that life has gotten easier. But I, I don't know. I, I say I'm okay with it, and well, I honestly don't know. Well, I mean, life. So your life isn't easy. I mean. You got to be careful when you say that because when you say life has gotten easy, um, just we just mean I think what you mean is just staying alive has gotten easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I definitely don't mean life is easy. Yeah. I mean like staying I mean, alive. Survival is relatively yeah, like easy. your food is on a shelf. You, you to get there, you sit in a cushioned seat with a heated steering wheel to get it. <laughs> I wish you my steering wheel was heated. That'd be awesome. Regardless, surviving is easy. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Which 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 takes a lot which, of work out of the day. Exactly. It leaves us with a lot of energy to put forth to something else. <laughs> Can you imagine how exhausted like people would be if they had to do all the like recreational things we do and survive? And survive. <laughs> like they well, just, there would be no recreational things. <laughs> they'd sleep like an hour a day. Yeah. yeah. To keep up. <laughs> 
like 400 years ago. We got yeah. 40 soccer games today, but we also got to kill today's buffalo. I was just about to go with soccer. <laughs> we just got done uh, playing for the World Cup soccer match. Now we better go kill our buffalo to eat. Yeah, I'm hungry. I better yeah. go slaughter an animal. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh my god, that would be so ridiculous. Yeah, well, it is ridiculous, and well, that's, that's why true. none of it existed. And that's, you're right, I mean, like, all these fun things that we have, which I'm happy with, I'm glad we have I it's, it's awesome. 100%. But it all came from boredom. Well, the more, where I was going with you, and your life not being easy, you're, you just staying alive is easy, but the life you have chosen is a life of, you're pursuing a lot of things that are difficult, which makes... Which is making up for the lack of difficulty in survival. So basically, if so we just like the fact that we're doing back into it, the fact that, well, you wouldn't we wouldn't be doing a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. But the not. fact that we're doing this at one in the morning, we both have somewhere to be at seven a.m. and we've both worked today and done other things. Like we're choosing a life that's difficult, and it's making up for uh, it's making up for the difficulty of just living. Which I would argue is the key to staying sane and staying out of you know depression and mental health. Yeah, I, because I mean, if you just sat around and all you did was survive, like you'd fall you're apart. Doing, yeah, like, you're that's doing nothing. Yeah, you're right. Because I mean, I could call somebody right now and get them to deliver food to us. Yeah, and I would never have to do anything other than press some buttons on my phone exactly. and go to the door. We could we could literally choose to sit right here. In this apartment for thirty days straight and not move and be completely until, fine until some firefighter has to cut a hole in the wall to get me out. <laughs> yeah, and we gotta order cranes and some backhoes. I've never, I've never been in that situation yet as an EMS professional where the person couldn't yeah. fit through the door. I'm happy with that. Ooh, have you? <sighs> okay, no, no, I have worked a code where. There was so much going on, it was very difficult to get all the bodies through the door while assuming CPR. Get and the holding. bodies through the door! <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, surviving so easy that if you, if you don't fill your life with other very difficult things, it's, it's going to be pretty depressing. And it's going to cause a lot of anxiety and mental health disorders. I would I would definitely agree with that. I mean, as, as someone who has suffered from anxiety and depression like I can tell you that my my anxiety and my depression is much more manageable when I'm busy when I'm when I'm active and like pursuing positive things so don't, right. and I don't mean just busy I yeah, mean like for sure busy for a say. reason right not just like oh I'm gonna go do this and go do this and go do this like things that I want to do want to be a part of things that are, that matter like being a part of my children's lives and yeah. stuff like that like that's the kind of stuff that keeps you out of it Right. You know, a hundred percent, and things that make yeah, and also things that make you better. So being a part of your children's lives and working out and having some kind of spiritual belief—that's probably a good thing to pursue. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind, of, kind of like Michael Scott, you know, out of people that I look up to, uh, this guy, this guy, and you know, God would be fourth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Scott. Michael Scott. Oh, Actually, we're, we're going to do a whole episode on The Office oh, sometime. Because sure. we love that show. I actually met it. I can't get into that story, actually. Save any story about The Office 
for an office podcast. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah, yeah. We'll save the office story for the next time. We've been at it for a solid hour twenty. Let's call it a night. Yep. Well, I'm Judge. I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening.